Hello, this is Kelly McGee, and today's date is October 27th, 2020. And I wanted to share with you a um, some information that I found last night when I was going through things. And it's called, People Need to Know What's Going On. Published in 1932, Aldous Huxley's novel, entitled Brave New World, presented a unique portrayal of the dystopian nightmare. Huxley postulated that mass human behavior could be controlled with bread and circuses, in other words, endless distractions. Instead of the obvious fist and fear control, immortalized by Orwell's big brother 16 years later, Huxley utilized the cultural entertainment engine as the ideal tool of oppression. This was combined with a pharmacological method in the form of the Soma drug. Debate rages amongst alternative knowledge researchers regarding Huxley's agenda role and intent. Whilst some applaud the veiled revelations that appeared in his works, particularly the doors of perception, others mark him as a distractionist or predictive programmer, one who worked within or toward the common goals of the global agenda. Nevertheless, his agenda associations were quite obvious and extensive. Aldous Huxley's grandfather, T.H. Huxley, acted as the official spokesman for Darwin's theory of evolution, gaining the moniker Darwin's Bulldog, and was made a fellow of the Royal Society, an organization with a powerful agenda connection and extensive Freemasonic roots, at the age of 26. T.H. Huxley tutored the young H.G. Wells, and may have inadvertently influenced aspects of his later novel, entitled, The Island of Dr. Moreau. H.G. Wells eventually taught Julian and Aldous Huxley, Aldous Huxley also taught French to a young George Orwell whilst working as a teacher at Eton. In 1933, Julian Huxley helped to found the American Humanist Association. He became the first director general of UNESCO. Claims are made that all three said Huxley family members were Freemasons. Before I continue the video, please give a like if you've learned something. And, don't forget to subscribe, and also, click the notification bell too, so you won't miss any update. And, watch to the end, to avoid misunderstanding. Thank you. The Huxleys had significant connections with Cecil Rhodes. Before I examine the significance of this, here is brief overview of Rhodes, in connection with multiple facets of the global agenda. A wealthy young man, Cecil Rhodes, believed that only the British elite could and should rule the world to the benefit and happiness of mankind. Shortly after arriving at Oxford, Rhodes was initiated into Freemasonry at the Apollo University Lodge No. 357. On April 17, 1877, he was raised a Master Mason in the same lodge. Rhodes also joined a Scottish Rite Lodge at Oxford called Prince Rose Croix Lodge No. 30. Rhodes was a critic of English Freemasonry, of its impotence and incompetence in advancing British race interest. After being raised to Master Mason on April 17, 1877, Rhodes drafted a program for world dominion by the British race patriots. To guarantee the funding from his vast wealth of his world vision for the British Empire, Rhodes wrote in 1877, the first of seven wills. The first will, called for the formation of a secret society, whose primary function would be focused on returning England to her former glory. He viewed English Freemasonry and its conspiracy as impotent and in effect defunct in this regard. 
Ironically, when the society Rhodes had envisioned was finally organized after his death, its membership consisted only of English Freemasons. The Round Table, as it was known, soon became the most powerful appendage of the British Brotherhood. In his third will, Rhodes left his entire estate to Freemason Lord Nathan Rothschild as trustee. Rothschild appointed Freemason Alfred Milner to head up the secret society, for which Rhodes' first will made provision. Milner recruited a group of young men from Oxford and Tony B. Hall to assist him. All were respected English Freemasons. Among them were Rudyard Kipling, Arthur Balfour, Lord Rothschild, and some Oxford College graduates. In 1909, Milner's kindergarten, with some other English Masons, founded the Round Table. The grandfather of all modern British Masonic think tanks was born. Three powerful think tank offshoots of the Round Table are, 1. The Royal Institute of International Affairs, or RIIA, organized in 1919 in London. 2. The Council on Foreign Relations, or CFR, organized in 1921 in New York City. And 3. The Institute of Pacific Relations, or IPR, organized in 1925, or the 12 countries holding territory, in what today we call, the Pacific Rim. The initial assignment of the Round Table was not necessarily to destroy the political experiments of French Freemasonry, such as socialism and communism, but to cooperate with them for the advancement of the English Masonic conspiracy. Aldous Huxley took an interest in Fabianism whilst at Oxford University. Remember that the early work of the Fabian Society was inextricably linked with the Cecil Rhodes Scholarship Foundation. T.H. Huxley was one of the founders of the Rhodes Roundtable Group and had a documented involvement with Charles Darwin and his theories of evolution. With all these factors in mind, let us consider Cecil Rhodes' principal belief in the restructuring of civilization and how it had its roots in Malthusian eugenics. Eugenics is the philosophy of depopulation through the reduction of inferior races, human weeds if you will, and the selective breeding of a race of thoroughbreds. When Thomas Malthus's theory of population was coupled with Charles Darwin's evolutionary model, the result was known as social Darwinism, in other words, the ethical fallacy that social policy should allow the weak and unfit to fail and die, and that this is not only good policy, but morally right. The following is taken from an article entitled The Malthusian Premise. The combination of Malthusian population control, which included the deliberate neglect of populations and indirect methods of killing off populations, with Darwinism, produced National Socialism, Germany, International Socialism, Marxist Russia, and International Corporate Capitalism, Global Socialism, headquartered in the United States, and these forms of social conduct, have constituted the main reason for the unequal distribution of planetary resources, famines, planned biological warfare, environmental poisoning, suppression of knowledge, suppression of inventions, dependence on backward technology for the population, planned wars to kill off populations, and general planetary disorder. The problem is in the social Darwin-Malthus paradigm, which has now been combined with the pseudosciences of behaviorism and genetics, in the attempt to assert even tighter control over the planetary population, yielding forms of neo-Darwinism, being perpetrated by a host of post-Atlantean retreads, per a 1947 Princeton consensus. All of this aligns with a scientific dictatorship that Aldous Huxley wrote about in his novel entitled, Brave New World Revisited. The scientific dictatorship has many similarities with certain Masonic principles and appears to dictate the generic global agenda. H.G. Wells later endorsed the scientific dictatorship model, which he called a technocracy. In Brave New World Revisited, Aldous Huxley summed up his model as follows. The older dictators fell, because they could never supply their subjects with enough bread, enough circuses, enough miracles, and mysteries. Under a scientific dictatorship, education will really work, with the result that most men and women will grow up to love their servitude, and will never dream of revolution. 
there seems to be no good reason why thoroughly scientific dictatorship should ever be overthrown. The scientific dictatorship, or technocracy, is incredibly apparent in both the science fiction and real world of the 21st century. Artificial intelligence, or AI, cybernetics, nanotechnology, cloning, genetic engineering and such, are now common commodities and concepts. Yeah. The emergence of a fully realized okay. and fully integrated Rosie. technological human, or yeah. transhuman, is accepted in many quarters as an inevitable reality. The notion is no longer exclusively realized within the science fiction realm. Transhumanism is actively encouraged by many involved in global governance. Interestingly, the paradigm has much of its origins within Darwinian circles. The term transhumanism was actually invented by Julian Huxley, and is said to be an evolutionary inevitability by many modern academics. Actually, there is still a continuation of this discussion, but this video is too long, if you like it, maybe I will continue in the next episode. I won't be discussing politics for a while, because there is too much censorship here. So, comment below with more topic ideas for me to discuss. As a lot of care and hard work goes into this, likes and subscribe, let me know I'm doing a good job. Always appreciated greatly. You may not agree with everything from the content I post. Apply critical thinking and use discernment to come to your own conclusions regarding the content. Thanks for watching this video. This everything inside me channel, see you on the next video. Stay safe and healthy. Okay, so um, that particular person has been on um, about two months after the um, pandemic started, and I can't figure him out yet. Sometimes I think he's trying to help us, and sometimes I think he's trying to pull wool over our heads. <laughs> So, I'm keeping a really close eye on him. Anyway, um, there's, I think you guys have enough time, but this one is, I've got to chop it up. Oh, no, I guess I can. Hold on. Um, I'm going to just put Ramola D on this one. I could spell. Yeah, that was really a long one. Jeez. I'm surprised it even took it. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. Never know if this stuff's gonna work or not. Um, let me see. Okay, the next one is uh, 45 missing kids found in Ohio. You know, it just makes my stomach uh, do flip-flops when I hear this because I just want it to all go away. I want, I want peace in the world. I want everybody to be happy. I want the children to have a nice childhood. 